Welcome, fellow anglers, to the Working Class Fishing Podcast, a place for all anglers, amateur or expert, to share their stories and learn about fishing. Join your hosts, John and Brian, each episode as they debunk the perceived inaccessibility to fishing, break down the barriers of any and all angling methods, and hear stories from other anglers and their own journeys with fishing. Now, let's get this show started. Welcome back to another episode of the Working Class Fishing Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brian, and here is Mr. John Morris with today's sponsors. Welcome back, everyone. This episode of Working Class Fishing is brought to you by Troutlander Nets, Max and Outfitters, Angry Rooster Fly Company, Lid Rig, and Morris Flyco. All right. Make sure you check out all those awesome sponsors. Let them know that we sent you to those folks because they are top notch. I know that there's going to be a lot of good stuff coming out for the holidays. And so make sure you're checking all that good stuff out. So now today I have the distinct pleasure of introducing our very special guest. And you may know him from Instagram and you may have heard his name thrown around uh, on other podcasts. Uh, uh, one of them being the February Room, great friends of ours, the Carnops. Uh, but Today, we have the pleasure of talking to Ethan Parsons. His Instagram handle is hellbent208fishing, or let's see, hellbentfishing208, I'm sorry. Um, Ethan has a really awesome backstory. Uh, he does stuff with Trestle, uh, and he also does some other stuff with a few other sponsors, but um, he's got a really cool story. He's got some great stuff going on, but Ethan, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. It's really a pleasure to have you here. Yeah, not a problem. I'm glad you guys wanted me to be on and super excited to be able to talk with you guys about fishing and get to know you guys more. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, we've been, what we've been doing right now is, uh, you know, we, we were really trying to coordinate to have you on and you got a lot of fishing and hunting going on and everything else, which is yeah. totally cool. I'm, I'm so happy you're able to get out so much and be able to engage in that. Um, but we're like, okay, how, how are we going to coordinate this? And of course, this has been like a couple month time span of a whole bunch of stuff. But fortunately, we were able to get on and we got everything squared away, even though we had a time zone mix up and everything else. I'm like, he's in Idaho. He's mountain time. I'm Pacific time. And you're like, no, I'm in that one little area that dips over a little bit too far east in the Pacific time zone, but we got it straightened out. So here we are. Um, we were just talking about your first Oregon fishing adventure. Uh, me, of course, being from Oregon, you were you were over on, uh, well, I'll let you tell the story about the river you were on. I was on the uh, Owyhee uh, River and uh, me and my mom went down there and my buddy invited me down um, from Trestle. He works at Trestle and his name's, uh, um, not John, but Sean, and uh, he's a super cool guy and wanted me to come down. And we were gonna do some bass fishing in this area down in Boise, but uh, it was in springtime and it just the fishing was really slow. And for bat, you know, bass fishing at the time, everything was kind of starting to warm up, and uh, trout fishing kind of kicked off by then. So we ended up uh, going trout fishing instead, going the Hawaii River, and it was really a unique area and just the rocks and everything around was it just reminded me being kind of like an old western movie like I felt like I was in like a John Wayne movie or something it was really cool and um I I don't know I felt like I was like in good like the good bad and the ugly it was pretty <laughs> it was a 
just really unique area. And um, I think one of the things that I don't realize is, you know, every area of fish is different. And what I mean by that is like my area, you know, we kind of spaced out and fish and kind of uh, different, like you're downriver, I'm upriver and we kind of have our space. And, and um, when I was there, you know, everybody, really fishes in close close proximity and i've never done that but it was cool like i've um just where i'm from is kind of like one of those things where you kind of everybody minds their space but it was cool to be able to fish that way and it, it'd be fine you know i i thought it was pretty cool and um i got to talk to some guys that were fishing around me and seeing what they were fishing and i don't know it just kind of made for a cool unique day and um uh we ended up putting a boat in um one of the river rats we put um put in and that that made a lot easier on me because that you know that river doesn't hold that much water so you can't float it all the way down but we floated a or like we were in a section of it where it like pools up and spits back out into the main river and um that was we we had it down that day it was just really good and the, it was like um overcast and um not a lot of heat so it made for a really good day you got lucky <laughs> because yeah. normally it's just scorching heat over there and in the canyon it's like an oven so during the day it's super hot and then at night it gets just frigid cold uh it, but in a lot of ways, it does stay warmer down in the canyon than up on the, you know, the actual kind of plateau of the, you know, the rim of the canyon gets a lot colder, but uh, it's yeah. definitely an overcast day in a canyon is beautiful fishing weather. And uh, you guys targeting rainbows over there? Yeah, we, I had a super nice rainbow. So he like pulled the boat off, like up to the left of the river because we had a guy fishing on the right side of the river from us. So we were kind of, you know, trying to give everybody space, but also be able to fish. And um, we were off to the right and he just pulled the boat up on some rocks. And I just sat there and was pulling really nice rainbow out. Uh, and uh, the lot, or like, I think it was the third or fourth, third or fourth uh, fish in. Um, I had a super nice one come out of the rapids, just straight out of the rapids and uh, died back down and went out of the rapids. And I was like, okay, cool. Like we're out of the rapids. We're out of the problem now. I can, you know, I'll get you to the boat. Next minute, just jumped right back in the rapids and broke <laughs> me off. And I was like, oh, wow. It, uh. was, a, it was amazing. You know, it was cool. Like um, the last couple, these last two years has, have been fun because I've been learning on how to, you know, put back pressure on a fish and have them come out of the water and that that's I don't know to me that's worth a million dollars like just to see the fish come out of the water and even if I lose them like everybody's like has that bum feeling of losing them and when it happens to me I'm just like that that was awesome that was a super cool experience like there's not a lot of people that get to put you know fight that fish for five to ten seconds and have it come off like even if you don't get it, like that's, it was still a big fish, you know? So uh, it's just one, one of those things for me that um, keeps me going. It's one of those things that keeps you hungry to keep getting, getting back out there. Ethan, dude. So that's, I mean, that's sick. 
and that was that was originally going to be a bath trip you said earlier yeah but dude how how are you where you are now like how did you get started fishing like tell us tell us more about you dude more back like backstory just like, like so how, how yeah how'd you get into fishing and like where are you located and stuff like uh, that so i was born and raised and where i live now which is osborne in idaho and i was actually um yeah i was born and raised here and then i got in the i was just a regular do that bass fish for a long time i just you know did gear fishing and uh fish for bass for my whole life after school i would go down and fish and go out with my buddies and they had bass boats and we'd go out and fish and i have a lot of buddies around uh, my area that do a lot of bass fishing that's a you know bass fishing around my area is a pretty big uh deal because we got Coeur d'Alene lake and the chain lakes and um the chain lakes hook into the Coeur d'Alene river and it all runs together and um so it makes for some really good fishing you know either um either way but uh bass fishing is what I normally did and then when I got around 16 um my buddy took me and we went fishing and I had a couple other buddies from um the fire department I used to volunteer at and um that used to fly fish and I have one buddy and he um uh used to be a guide and we talked about it you know for quite quite some time and I was like I was wanting to get into it and stuff and I just kind of the couple times I looked at Ross, I knew it was expensive and I was like man I don't know if I <laughs> I don't know if I could ever get into fly fishing like it looks fun and looks awesome but it's definitely expensive and um long story short uh ended up like two year a year down the road uh pulling the trigger on uh getting what are those rods called echo um glass i ended up getting the echo glass and learning with the echo glass and then um but yeah you know i had quite a few people around me that fly fish that pushed me to get a fly rod and start out and then i had a buddy that he would i mean every day after work in the summertime we were fishing like after we get off work we'd spend the whole afternoon just fishing until dark and then would hang out after dark and uh would watch him tie flies and stuff for the next day and stuff and just hang out and then next day go fishing and so um but yeah it's just been one of those things that i've i like to gear fishing a lot but then um and i have nothing against gear fishing at all i just um fly fishing i have a lot of fun because you know with your target you it's more of a I guess you would say, I don't know how to say it, but um, you get to target the fish and it's more fun and you're more active, you know, and uh, it, um, it's just one of those things you have to have skill and technique and, and you learn a lot off of it and, and patience and so many different things that go along with it. And just, there's more than just putting line in the water and letting the fish hook it. In my opinion, I, I, when I go out there, I take a lot away from it. Um, that, you know, that day when I'm out there, just, I could spend an hour out there fishing and take something away from it. And 
um, that could be super tiny or sound silly, but I'm still taking something away from it. And uh, that's what I like about it. And it's um, one thing about it is I've met some the last uh, this year and last year, I've met a lot of great humans that in the fishing industry period, like that gear fish and that fly fish both. Um, I went down to um, Hell's Canyon this summer and um, did some fishing uh, for some sturgeon and stuff. And uh, this guy that I know, his name is Kurt Kilgore and he owns uh, Kilgore Adventures. And um, uh, long story short, he invited me down and they, um, you know, they catch sturgeon and a steelhead and all that out of jet boats. And so that was an amazing trip to be able to be able to get in a jet boat and see what help how those boats run and they're just a whole different animal and um but what was really cool about him is he uh had a has a brain tumor too and um so that's we were talking and he's like you know uh the reason I got you down here is because you know you've been staying so positive but also it hit home at the same thing and with what like with having the brain tumor and stuff and he's like that's why i wanted to meet you and get to and have you come down and fish with uh with one of my guys that works with me and uh the guy that took me his name's jeff and he's just a awesome they're just awesome people and got me down and got me on a nice uh seven foot three inch sturgeon and <laughs> it was just a, a good time and uh the, you know i the way their attitude is about life and stuff it, it, I don't know it just like felt like it was all meant to be it was just cool to be able to like it's cool when you meet those people that you know you feel like you should have met a long time ago it I don't know it was it was just one of those experiences where I it was a special experience for me and I was like this is felt very thankful to get down and meet those guys and be able to uh experience Hell's Canyon and learn about the dam and how the dam works and how everything works. It was just a whole different, like all the areas I've been fishing, like I said, it's, they're so different from the, my area. And it's just cool to be able to see what's out there in, in different locations and, and the world period at school. Dude, that's, oh, go ahead, Brian. Oh, go ahead, John. I was just going to say, dude, that's just, that's sick. And like, That's just, I mean, that, that's awesome. Like the first, Ethan, the first time I met you, I was tying flies. It was like 1130 at night and uh, it was Bergman, me, Goose. Yeah. And Bergman was like, dude, you know who is a badass? And he, he honestly had no idea you were in chat. He said, you know, who, he said, you know who would be badass and who's a badass? And we were like, who? He said, Ethan. And then you said, hey, what's up, man? Or something like that. Yeah, and we got you on, and we had and we got to talk, dude. And um, you're one of those people that once you sit down and you meet, you're like, you're motivated. Like you motivated me. I was like, I have no excuse. Like I got to get my ass out there and I got to fish. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, so if you don't mind, like. You, you brought up the, the brain tumor. Um, 
you're also I mean, you also fish out of a really badass wheelchair. I mean, it's like um, since the people I mean, they, they can go look on your Instagram and the fly fishing film tour videos and all that awesome stuff you do. But it's like. How, just how did how did that come about, dude? Like it kind of all really was like was um I guess you'd say it was like an accident in a way because what happened was is I met Trestle and how that was was like and really wasn't trying to get with any company. I just what I I had this went out with a couple buddies from my area and we went out to my local river and um I casted a spay rod and I did you know snap T cast and um I ended up sending the video to um trestle and i was like hey i just i'm learning how to um spay uh run a spay rod and i was wanting to know what you guys think of my snap t-cast and i want to know if it's if it's accurate enough and what you guys think about it and uh john from trestle uh texts me back and he's like well i just want to let you know you know most people that have legs and can walk can't really cast the spay rod that good and he's like <laughs> um he's like that's uh snap t cast was really accurate and good and he's like it, it just you know i guess uh he liked you know it took him away type deal and he ended up um wanting to get in contact with me two days down the road so we ended up getting contact um and having to meeting me him and my mom and he's like this is you know what, what do you need? And we want to help you out any way possible we can. Um, what, what can we do? Like, what do you need to keep getting out fishing? Like, what's the tools that will be useful for you type deal? And so I started talking to him and was like, well, a, a wheelchair, like an, another wheelchair of some sort, like, I don't know what's out there for off-road or um, what, like there's the track chairs and stuff but the, you know all that stuff's way expensive and stuff and I was like I kind of want something that you can control hand wise and stuff but I just didn't know any couldn't pinpoint what was out there Ted deal and he's like I know of a company and I was like okay and he's like there's this company called grit freedom chairs and they make chairs that are like they got like a bicycle system and how it's set up is it's got two on each side, it's got a front and back sprocket on each side, and then it's got two big poles that come out the sides, and then that's how you make it go forward. But to back up, I have to take the poles off and freehand it and move it with the tires. But it's set up just like a bike. It's got 26-inch bike hubs, 26-inch bike tires, off-road bike tires, um, and then it's got a smaller front wheel on the, on there that and it, it's so nice for like the winter and stuff because a lot of people think it's funny, but I aired, I aired down my tires and my chairs because that's the only way you get places in wheelchairs. Like that's what I found out that is useful. Like around where I live, I've done a lot of jeeping and stuff with people. And, you know, what do you do when you get stuck? You air down, take a lot of air pressure out to like five PSI to like nothing to the tires. And, um that's how a lot of jeeps get out of snow and stuff and so that's what i was like well i'll do the same thing with my wheelchairs and it works out good and it works out good in the 
river too because my tires don't grip good in the you know on the rocks and stuff so I just air down my wheels every time I go in the river and I can it'll crawl like I have a video last year of crawling up the river backwards with it and it's just a complete animal it's a whole different uh chair so um but anyways back on the topic how I got with trestle and how it all got started was um reached out to them and then they got in contact with me and then uh grit ended up donating a chair and uh to me because john that like uh that owns trestle he is not just uh he just doesn't build like rod carriers and stuff he that he's also an engineer too and so he built the brakes on my um i came up with the design of the brakes on my wheelchair and stuff so he had a part in the wheelchair as well and so he knew the guy that owned or owns the company grit and so they ended up hooking me up with the chair and then um the fly project ended up donating me a nice spare rod and uh reel and um but yeah wait um but way before i got with trestle and stuff i my buddy tyler that's in the film before you know i I was with any company or hang, hanging out with anybody else. Like he was the dude that made sure I got out. He and he still is. He makes sure I get out every single year on the Clark Fork or whatever. And he always calls me, make sure I'm good. And he's uh he's just one of those dudes that always has my back. And uh, he's a good dude. And um he works at uh, the North Forty at North Forty in Coeur d'Alene, and he's a head manager there. And I've been going out with him for a couple of years before all this started prior. And, but that, you know, that, that's what made me keep doing it though, was um, when me and him go out, it's just like, there's, it's never a bad time. He has a John boat and um, we just have it, the system set up so well in the John boat, like he'll motor up stream and then flip the boat around and then be like, okay, get your rod, get everything ready. And then, I'll flip around, lock my chair sideways and cast out there and, and catch some fish and stuff. And then when you mess the fish, that's what's nice about the John boat, run up back, run up back up the river and hit the spot again. So me and him though, I mean, it's always a good time. It's never a disappointment with Tyler. He's a really, he, a good dude. And that how much knowledge he carries about fishing and just over the years, because he lived up in Alaska and stuff too. And I don't know, he's just a dude I really look up to. He's got all the knowledge and he's kept his head to his grindstone all these years with fishing. And he's, he's pretty awesome dude. And he's kept me going and um, kept me out there and fishing. And um, then when the film came, um, I definitely wanted him to be a part of the film with me. And, uh, so I got um, him to be a part, and then he also called up his buddy Hank, and um, he lives up I, up in Washington, and he's a guide up there, and he ended up um, bringing his uh, stealth craft boat down, and we used that for, you know, like for the camera, or my buddy uh, to film and stuff, and um but yeah, you know, everybody, what I'm trying to say is everybody somehow has helped me out and played a big part and a role in 
um, with the film and so and years prior to that of keeping me going. And uh, but yeah, there's so many people where I live that you know that have that um, get me out fishing from my buddies at the fire department still the just everybody just always checks up on me to make sure I'm doing good so I can't thank everybody enough for doing that and always um making making sure I'm good and stuff it's been it's been good and uh but with um but anyways yeah I'm kind of getting off topic now no, no you're, you're fine you're good dude you're fine. Uh, sure away uh but um, back with Trestle, I got with them, and then they I ended up getting all the gear, and then the Mayfly project um, play has played a huge part, a huge role in it too. With they donate a, uh, donated a bunch of stuff and gear, and hook, I called a bunch of companies to you know jump jump in when Trestle uh, when I just got on Trestle's team, and they were getting me gear too. So I mean. Uh, they've played a huge role, Caitlin, uh, from the Mayfly Project, and um, the guy named, I think his name's Jesse. I, th I think that's his name. Jesse's I, the, uh, the owner. Yeah, Jesse's yeah. the owner. Yeah, yeah. I've met him in Coeur d'Alene, and he's, they, those, him and Caitlin, they've been really good to me, and uh, I go over there every year to Silverwood, and they, you know, host a um fishing event for kids and stuff and it's always fun to be able to um teach kids and i go over with my buddy and he's a mentor and i just go over with him and hang out and fish with him and uh you know the kid that is he's mentor uh, mentoring for the day so that that's always a pretty cool thing to do and stuff and uh, but yeah they've played a huge part in helping me um get going too and uh but yes yeah, so long story short i in the spring of last year um my john ended up contacting me again he was like hey um i uh have this uh friend his name's joey marara and he does um makes fishing films and stuff like that and he's done a bunch of content for us before like all my all of our content for trestle and stuff and not and he's like he wants to do your film and he ended up contacting me i think a couple weeks in or a couple weeks before and i you know i didn't know who he was at first and i was like yeah I and i told him then i was like yeah i definitely would like to do a fishing film with you and then john ended up contacting me and, and i was like yeah i ended up talking with him and uh long story short we've already talked about doing a film and stuff and so he's like john wanted to make sure you know it's something i wanted to do type deal and i was like yeah i'd definitely like to do a film and put my story out there and about you know staying positive and and keeping going in life no matter kind of what hits you in life like there's always a way to keep going mm -hmm. um but uh so long story short it was like a couple months or two months after that we were doing the film and john came and picked me up and um but yeah, it was all kind of like by, you know, accident. It wasn't like there was a plan in place at all to do a film when we started or anything. You know, Trestle got with me to 
support me and um give me the gear i needed and and you know they've john from trestle and uh morgan from trestle those two guys that work trestle that they've been really good and um they just have helped me out in so many ways from fishing and and just when we went and did the fishing trip and i got to talk with john because he came from helena and picked me up and we went there to meet joey and um yeah i mean that he's just been a really cool guy to talk to and you know it's it's like a personal friendship the, the more you know than i'm working for a company it's a it's like i'm i'm we're family right and that's what i like and that's what it is super cool is to be able to um you know i didn't know some companies were like that you know so it's cool to be able to like oh that's cool that i get to be able and we get to be friends and and uh hang out at the same time and get to know each other so that's what i'm taking away like um definitely been thankful for the sponsors that have been on my side like um my buddy joey how costa came about was he um works for Co or he does films and stuff for costa joey the guy that did my film and um his buddy um joe Gigino, he works for costa and he and um my buddy joey does films for them and he talks with joe Gigino and and uh that, anyways they support yeah joey uh, my buddy joey's films and stuff so he they ended up supporting one of them you know supporting my film and i was super thankful i mean they've been coast has been really cool and mm -hmm. um hooked me up with some nice glasses and stuff and um just all the all the companies that have been behind me it's just been a miracle literally a miracle never thought i'd have coast sunglasses behind me or, <laughs> or or anything like that like you know when you're a kid and stuff and you watch fishing shows and stuff and you see all these sponsors and stuff you're like oh like that you'll never like i'll never like no you know what i mean it's just one of those things you don't think you could ever you reach and to be able to reach it it's pretty it feel it feels good but it's also one of those things i'm super thankful for like it's one it's pretty humbling to be able to work with companies and stuff and work and test their products and get stuff from them and i don't know it's it's just been a cool um journey and i hope to keep doing it and keep going and fishing different places and stuff like that because that's like my whole goal is to keep doing different trips every year and try to somehow make some come up out of it and um start a career out of it somehow and then and start uh, you know, make it my lifestyle basically. Cause the way I look at it is, you know, I don't want to be, you know, I knew, um, when this all happened and my life changed with my health problems, I knew I had to pick up and move on, but what do I pick up and move on to that deal? And I didn't want to pick up and move on to sent behind a desk and like not be able to show my full potential of who I am that deal that that's was, was like, I was like, yeah, I could sit behind a desk, but that's not who, who I am. Like growing up in school, uh, when I was in high school, I was always out um, doing something like my other big passion was always cars and trucks and, and stuff like that. And 
I worked at Dave Smith at my local dealer down here and was car wash guy for a while. And that, that was always my, that was like in high school, that was a pretty fun job to be able to drive, you know, nice cars. And, and, um, but, uh, you know, I was always active and that, that's the thing. So to be able not to be doing something that's not active or something like that, it's just weird to me. Like, I feel like I love that feeling of waking up and going out and not knowing what the day's going to bring. And then it's a good day and you come home and it's like, no one else has had a day like this. Like there's, there's only a few people in the world feeling this great right now of going out and catching fish or killing a deer or, um, you know, and it's not about going out and just always getting a fish or killing a deer. It's about, being out there too and and that's what I like being like me and my buddy Brandon uh we go out and deer hunt every year the last couple years I just love going deer hunting with uh, my my buddy uh Brandon because every time we'll be sitting in a deer stand and we'll just we'll be joking back and forth and talking and like we'll be doing some you know we'll be busy talking and then a deer come in and that's what's fun is like being with those people that make that day fun and having a good time and just being out there and um but yeah with back with trestle uh deal it was all just kind of i mean i guess you i guess you would say it was like an one it was an accident really i didn't think i was ever going to be able to join a join um trust you know a team or anything like that I, i mean i never seen anything like that out of it i just was trying to ask how my snap t-cast was i just was (laughs) trestle for a while and was like um huh these guys you know they seem they're always out fishing and they're you know and i was been watching their page for a while and i was like they they probably know what a snap t-cast is and could probably uh give me a few tricks so that's that's all i was doing was trying to uh figure out what I was doing with the snap decast, but turns out I was doing okay. So, <laughs> well, I think I, what, you know, an incredible transition of story. I mean, you go through all of these different things and just by chance, you actually, you know, you hook up with one of the premier, you know, companies that make, um, you know, cargo carrying equipment, uh, especially in the fishing industry. And, yeah, and just by showing them a video, that's that's the most incredible part. And I think a lot of people are very critical of themselves. But um, you know, number one, the fact that you're even out says a lot because being disabled comes with its own challenges inherently. There's there's no doubt about it. It does not matter yeah. what the disability is; they all come with their own challenges. There's a reason why it's called disability is because you uh comparatively to like the normal functioning line of a person there's something that you may or may not be able to do termed as normal medically right um but the fact that you're not letting that hold you back speaks volumes because there's a lot of people out there that you know they they come home and they complain like oh you know, oh, my leg hurts, you know, I'm not going to go do anything, you know, and it's like, what would it be like if that leg didn't function at all? 
a lot of people don't think about it in that perspective where somebody says, yeah. you know, I, and, and they use that as an excuse not to do anything or not even to go to the doctor and figure out what's going on. Uh, you know, that's, that's one of those things, but for yourself, having the group of friends that you have that have innovated to work around that, you know, uh, you know, the, the disabilities that, that, that you have has made a big difference. And I think that it's inspired a lot of people, other people with disabilities to get out. And, you know, yeah. you brought a, a, a lot of very influential groups of people like uh, the uh, Mayfly Project. I, I volunteer with the Mayfly Project here. I'm a mentor. Um, oh, that's cool. Uh, it's, it, it, it's the right thing to do, right? Because yeah. I have the ability to do it. It's the right thing to do. And that's what I think, I think what you're saying uh, with a lot of what you're doing, and, and I certainly hope like our listeners take away from this, if you have the ability to help somebody, help that person. It doesn't mean that it has to be like a special case or anything, but the, the Mayfly Project, their central goal is to take children that are in state custody and foster care and get them into something positive. Because I can tell you, I, I am a foster parent. I can tell you, uh, we call them resource parents in Oregon, but a foster parent, that's what everybody knows. I can tell you some of the things that these children have endured can only be some summarized in a lot of instances as an absolute living real life nightmare. Yeah. To, to take those kids away from, and some of these kids have been disabled, not because of a uh, brain tumor or a uh, you know neurological disease or a car accident they've been disabled because their parents broke them physically and a lot yeah. of people don't understand that I think it's inspirational for those kids they, they've endured some of the most horrific things that can happen to another human outside of warfare literally uh, I mean I, I'm not going to minimize warfare John's been to war I don't know anything about it but these kids have been right there neck and neck with some of the most brutal things other human beings can do to other human beings it's disgusting but yeah. to have you out there with those kids is just absolutely the most incredible thing out of all of your story that i'm hearing because that tells me that you're not like oh hey you know, uh, I have this disability, I can't do this. You're like, hey, let me help these kids enjoy the things that I love. And, and you know, I mean, what's your experience been doing that? It's been good. I like one thing that I take away and it's like, I also did disabled, I went to North Carolina to disabled outdoorsmen and met some other disabled people. And like, I've, that's been, I think the one of the two, um, like the trip to North Carolina and doing you know the mayfly project every year those are the two big impacts in my life because you know um like i like when you have a health problem hit you you feel like the only person and i was talking to somebody about this the other day i'm like you feel like the only human that you know whatever health problems happen or whatever's happening in your life any problem you feel like the only person at the time having it and so if like um when I went with the disabled or went to disabled outdoorsmen, it was super cool because there was other guys, you know, there's kids around my age and I got to take away from their uh, 
experience of what they've been through and stuff. And, you know, on one thing I went to, I was at Seattle Children's Hospital one time and there's a kid with cancer. And I just like, I was like, oh, wow. Like, you know, you don't think about those things. You don't think about a five-year-old kid with cancer. Like I've, I mean, I, I mean, it's just one of those things where it was just, it was like, I started crying because it was really sad to see, you know, kid hasn't even started his life yet or even got a chance and he's getting hit with this most, the most negative thing in, in my eyes, the most negative thing any person get hit with is cancer. And um, so I just was like, you know, super sad. And, um, but what I took away from that was the ability to live and the ability to keep going because I'm, I, you know, I might be disabled and I might have this going on, but I still have a life to live. Like there's still, there's still a chance for me to live and keep going. Like, it's not like the gates are completely closed for me. I have the gates are still, there's still a door open to get out the door to still keep living. And, and, um, that, that for me, um, that was all I needed was to, you know, and to see a kid with uh, problems like that, it was just, it was really, you know, it was speechless. Like I didn't even know what to even say to my mom or anything about it. Cause it's sad. It's horrible. Like, this is one of those things where I just was like, man, if you could, you know, I prayed, you know, I believe in God and stuff. And I told, I said a prayer and I was like, to God, I was like, what are, if anything you do to help this kid out out of everything in the world, because he like, he hasn't even got started in life. And mm-hmm. I mean, I've gotten started in life, but I know what, I, what I'm trying to say is I know what it feel, feels like to get started and get a cut. And you know, I think that's like the biggest anything with disables or disabled disability or anything you got going on, that chunk of your heart feeling like it got ripped out, um, you know, and trying to slowly mend and get that put back is is one of those things that's hard after a while. But I mean, one thing that, you know, I, I know I got so much ahead of me in my life with um so many things like I'm just getting started but with fishing um you know when I'm out there I I don't feel like I got these problems or I don't feel like I'm I I feel like the same human you know and and that's why I fish and and that's why I go um teach these kids or mentor these kids or other people or try to you know talk to people and and that's the thing is like um there you know I've been getting I get my haircut in Coeur d'Alene and I've been talking to my haircut guy and, and it's just cool talking to different people and what they got going on and just so, so many different things out there in the world that, um, you know, to talk about with um, problems and stuff. But one thing about it is it, just, uh, the, like I said, I, the reason, you know, I didn't, I, one thing I was scared about was, uh, with my disability was, you know, I didn't, um, want to go down where I was negative or, or, uh, just basically kind of pissed my life away. I guess, you know, it's the best words to describe it. it um, basically just let it all go down the drain over medical issues and makes no sense. So that's why I just was like, I gotta, you know, put 
get keep my head up and find something because there's always something out there like if you put forth effort into anything you're gonna get the results but you have to put the effort in and it's just one of those things it's like you know no offense to anybody but it's just one of those i don't like when people get upset when they're like oh i'm not seeing the results or or i'm not seeing this on things and it's like got to put in the effort too to see results like mm-hmm. it all goes together and if you don't have there you miss that link there's it's not going to work out so um this is one of those things where like i um grew up like i said volunteering out of the fire department and um you know those guys were there for me my whole life They're, they still are like they haven't left my side they've been really good to me and um you know, they've um, made sure um, one of my buddies at the fire department made sure I got a truck to get out and around. And just there's just been, you know, so many things that nobody knows that um, people do for me like like that. You know, it's just it's a big thing. It helps me out, you know, to be able to get out and have freedom and uh get my own vehicle and drive where I want to go and have hand controls and do what I want to do. It's nice. I mean, um, don't get me wrong. It's nice when people come pick me up and stuff, but it's also nice to have that freedom and be able to venture out and see what's out there too. I'm on my own sometimes and be independent. And so it's, you know, I think, I think one of the biggest things that people mistake with disabilities is I feel like people think they got to like, what like for instance like opening a door you know i don't have a problem opening the door or something for myself like that not everybody's gonna open a door you know and that's the way i look at it in my life like there's just not gonna be a person there to open the door for you or do this so there's things you got to learn and and learn how to do and get around in life because if you're not you're gonna be stuck there or you know and so that i think one of the biggest things is anybody does is to kind of you know give cushion to somebody after which is fine but it's also you got to live too got there's you know life to be had and things to be done and um i think that's one of the biggest things that you know and disabilities everybody thinks you can't there's a lot of things you just can't do anything anymore and it's like no there's things i can do i can still open doors and figure things out and and do things you know I'm, i might not be able to get up get in the house fast as you or yeah. get uh or get in a truck truck as fast as you but i'll be there in, yeah. in five minutes or ten minutes but it's just one of those things you know it's i i just gotta i feel like everybody should just ex- it's a good experience life type deal because you know there's no life promise without scars and and battle wounds and things like that you just gotta it's to me, I, I'd rather have those. You learn something from them and things like that. And um, one thing about like the Mayfly project and, you know, just everybody I've been around, it's just um, what I like about the Mayfly project is, you know, they want to get kids out there and they want to get them fishing and, and every, they treat every kid the same and treat them equal. And, and that, that's, what's cool. You know, there's, um, uh that's just what's neat about that um company and they've been 
really good, really good to me too. So. Absolutely. Yeah, dude, the, the Mayfly project is just there. Just to go back to what you said real quick before I get on that is, <clears throat> dude, you got, you got to have that outlet. You know, you said so many things that are just so applicable to everyone. I mean, it's, it's, you got a, you, you got a really awesome, genuine outlook and mindset, dude. And I, I really appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, I just, uh, one thing I just had, like I said, my biggest fear was I just didn't want to end up in, on a bad road type deal. I guess I didn't want to end up not, you know, being able to move on with life or anything or be negative and, you know, just not be on a good road because that definitely, um, you know, um, can happen quick with anybody. Yeah. So if you don't have a right mindset or whatever, um, I think that's the biggest deal is to, you know, everybody doesn't always wake up cheery or whatever, which is fine. But just as long as you wake up and try to have a good day and live life on a, on a good, you know, uh, in a good way, then nothing, nothing wrong with that. So. No, I agree, dude. For sure. Yeah. Uh, man, uh, you touched on a lot of really good stuff there. Uh, just talking over this last, you know, about 35, 40 minutes that we talked just about that. Want to kind of backtrack into the, 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 um, the meat and potatoes, so to speak, the fishing a little bit more, <laughs> uh, just, just to, uh, talk a little bit about what, you know, what you're doing fishing wise right now. So, you talked about going over doing trout fishing on Hawaii. You, you, you dropped the, the Clark fork there. Um, you know, I know you fished the Henry's fork, you fished, uh, the snake river below hell's Canyon, all that kind of stuff out of all that fishing, all of that stuff. What has been your favorite species to catch so far out of all the fishing that you've done? The, um, I've never fished the Henry's fork. I've fished the snake and, oh, okay. uh, uh, but I think, and then North Carolina, and then um, where there's a couple uh, there. I, what's the Olmack Lake I've fished? Um, there, uh, then my buddy's private lake, I fished his lake. Um, a few other lakes, you know, last year or two. Uh, though I think one of my favorite places, I mean, the last, I think, could I say two, two places? Sure. <laughs> um, I think the two places I would say and would be um, st sturgeon fishing was awesome. Like that was the, I was like, that was just a good time to, you know, I think it's just an awesome time for anybody that's looking to go out and just spend time hanging out and with family and drinking a beer or whatever you want to do. It just was fun to be able to see that area and, um, take it all in and stuff. It was beautiful down there. And um, North Carolina, I would say that was definitely a good trip. But, but for trout fishing wise, I would say um, I was my buddy at Omac Lake, my buddy John. I mean, I, there's a good, you know, couple handful of trips. Um, the one at Omac Lake with my buddy John, that was my part of my film. That was 
awesome because there's a lot and cutthroat. Mm-hmm. And that day, I literally got, I mean, I've never been that burnt out from fishing because <laughs> all, all, all day long, you just, you know, you're stripping streamers and you see the fish come because it's saline water. So you can see them come right to your fly. And uh, every time it, it, it was, it's like this, oh, it's the biggest addiction <laughs> that there's, it's like, okay, let's leave at seven. And then you're ending up leaving two hours at like nine o'clock because it's just so addicting. Like we got done, we were rowing around in the raft and then we got back from rowing around in the raft. And then my two, uh, John and uh, my buddy Joey put me back in my wheelchair and they're like, all right, we're going to take a break. And then right by the boat ramp, there was uh, three big Lahontan uh, cutthroats there. And I was like, I want a break, but there's three big fish. So I ended up, um, ca- you know, casting out and fishing. And uh, I don't know if you guys have seen, there's a picture on the Fly Fishing Journal of me and a kid. And that's at Omac Lake. And um, that was probably the coolest experience too because um this little kid his name was Cato and uh he was watching me fish and his grandma was up talking to his family up you know up above me on this other road and uh long story short he ended up coming over and watching me and was like wanted to know what you know what I was doing and what I was fishing for type deal and so I gave him the rundown on what I was doing and uh that was a super special moment because his grandma ended up coming down and talking to me for a little bit. And I ended up catching a nice Lahontan cutthroat right in front of the grandma and the kid and the grandma ended up grabbing my net and netting it for me and um, high five me and, and my buddy, Joey, I didn't know it, but he was on the rock and I thought he was laying down and he had his camera and he was videoing the whole thing. So, and, uh, got pictures and stuff of it so that was it was just like that was not planned at all and that just came it just came together this is one of those things that came together I mean I didn't know the kid or grandma and they were just there with their family camping at Omac Lake and that just that moment surfaced so that was super cool for sure dude you caught some redfish too yeah I, I went to North Carolina and caught some I had caught a 44, 44.5. Holy shit. Yeah. Red, uh, redfish. And then I caught a 30, it was, yeah, 30 inch redfish. And then I caught a stingray. That, that was <laughs> nice. awesome. Yeah. I side hooked him. That was, it was weird. So when I, when I, he like hooked me and then went to move away and it was weird on the rod, like, it's kind of hard to describe. Like I felt like something was wanting it, but like, like was pulling away from me. And I'm like, what is going on? This is weird. Like most mm-hmm. fish are, you know, wanting to fight in. It was like, this fish was just leaving me. And I was like, what's going on? And I asked my buddy, my guide, and he's like, um, you probably got a stingray on. He's like, you'll, they'll eat it. And then when you film eat it, you'll side hook them and then they'll go to try to swim off. And you got him hooked and so we ended up um getting him in the net and unhooking him and stuff but I thought that was a pretty cool creature because you know the way the body of the Corvette stingray is made and 
the way the body shape, if you look at the back of the fish in the car, I mean, it's so crazy how detailed, mm-hmm. like there's not a spot missed on the car of the body of the, so I don't know. I just thought it was one of those things because, um, you know, you think what car makers are like, what was this? Like, was the Chevy car maker out fishing one day? And he's like, I'm going to name a car the Stingray. I don't know. It was just, it was one of those things I thought was pretty cool to be able to see the back, back of a Stingray and see how like they do the window and the car and stuff. And just the way they take up the animal and make it a car. And it was just really, yeah, it was really cool to be able to see one in person and, and stuff. And, um, that they got, they got a weird mouth. That was so funny. Yeah. They like have, they literally have a human mouth when you look at them. I was expecting to see like, you know, like this mean looking mouth and eyes and it, they were pretty friendly looking and, or the one I saw was look uh, <laughs> pretty friendly, but, uh, uh, but yeah, that was fun catching the um, redfish and the stingray. And then, yeah, it's been pretty the last, like I said, this last year and this year has been awesome being able to get the experience and, you know, trips that, I would dream of to be able to do. It's been super thankful to be able to, you know, go um, to North Carolina and stuff. And it was super cool to disable outdoors. Those guys are, if you guys ever get a chance, you should look those guys up because they, they, uh, it's really cool. They have guys that are in the military that, and stuff that have been, you know, disabled for a long time. And, and there's this one guy that has a, prosthetic leg and he's an animal he he goes he hunts deer and like they have videos of him he's crazy he's a crazy hunter you know for being um with a prosthetic leg like he just doesn't let anything hold him back like um there was like one video of him shooting deer and the deer ended up taking up running and, and he was gonna put another you know round in it and he ended up like full sprint with that leg and getting a shot in and I was like wow that's that was just super impressive it was pretty cool you know and um but yeah there's one guy down there I can't think of his name right now but he is a farmer and if if I'm right about the story he had a chemical like was mixing chemicals up for farming and it blew up in his face and um he's blind in this eye here his right eye and left eye, but the left eye's got a little bit of sight. Well, anyways, he he's a he shoots ducks and turkeys. And he was down there when I was fishing and he caught a nice redfish. It was around the same size. I think he I think his was like 45 or somebody wow. caught caught a 45 inch and then somebody because that morning I ended up being like the first one that first day catching the or nice redfish and then the next day. He ended up, I think it was that day or the next day, he ended up catching his nice redfish. And then they, another guy caught a uh, 47. And, um, but uh, anyways, he just uh, watched his videos and he has this, I, I'll have to, I don't know if any of you guys are on Facebook, but he has this link called, I think it's handicap or handicap of a sportsman or blind sportsman or something like that. And um, anyways, 
it's just really cool watching him shoot turkeys because he has a guy right here that tells him, you know, when the turkeys are coming in or a duck's coming in. And, and uh, it's just really cool. Like, he's, he doesn't let anything hold him back. And he had a kind of a funny story, was going through airport security with a turkey, and they thought it was they thought it was drugs and ended up uh, searching his bag and everything. And he's like, no, that's a turkey. I ended up shooting a turkey uh, <laughs> back in New York and airport security thought he had like cocaine or something on him. And he's like, uh, no, I, I don't have drugs on me. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, Ethan, you know what? We're coming up on our hour here. Uh, what a fantastic conversation we've had. Uh, before we close this out, where can people get in touch with you and see your stuff? Um, you can reach out to me on Facebook, uh, Instagram. My Instagram handle is hellbentfishing208. My Facebook uh, account is Ethan Parsons. Um, you can also, if you want to watch my fishing film, you can look that up on YouTube. It's called The Ethan Parsons Story. Um, it's filmed by Waste Eat Media, my buddy Joey. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, John, you got anything else to add? No, dude, just thanks. Thanks for taking time out of your evening. And this has been thoroughly a pleasure, Ethan. And it's it, it always is talking to you. And just thanks for taking some time out and coming and chatting with us, man. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm sorry the last couple of times I've been busy fishing and hunting. The last time I was going to uh, was going to do the podcast, I had that trip to North Carolina. So that's why the podcast got scheduled now but <laughs> um but yeah i can't thank you guys enough for wanting me to be on your guys' podcast and taking the time to talk out to me I, or talking to me I, I appreciate it dude absolutely yeah for sure and uh for all of our listeners out there make sure to go check out what ethan's got going on uh go check out his film also it's a great film uh make sure to uh give him a follow over there on instagram and it, when you see his film make sure to follow that channel or uh, subscribe to the channel on youtube and as always you can find us uh at working class fishing podcast or at working class fishing uh across all of the different social media platforms uh you should be able to listen to us just about anywhere uh that podcasts are offered so ethan Thanks again so much for coming on tonight. We really appreciate it. And uh, for anybody else, yeah, thank you. Um, for anybody else out there uh, that's interested in coming on the podcast, or if you have questions about Ethan or how to get a hold of them, you can always reach out to us at workingclassfish at gmail.com. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Hope everybody has a wonderful day.